coming up on Just Elders Podcast. Shout out to our first time listeners who's just not checking in. Hey, I promise you, even if you don't like this episode, we got 162 more that you're going to love. I promise you on that. Irv Gotti has always, and, and what's so, this is how I know Irv Gotti Lane. It comes from psychology today. It says the rise of lonely single men. Keith say he read it. Keith say it's cap propaganda in this cap. Uh, all propaganda, all cap. Why? Whatever rest. Or, or if he work at Best Buy until his app gets off the ground. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you want the relationship to have any success, mm-hmm. you got to go with a man that you trust enough that you can follow his lead. What was it? What if his boss said tonight? You know who his boss this? is? You know who his boss is? The chief? No, Andre Dickens is his boss. Andre, the mayor of Atlanta runs the police. Has to be nice. What, I, what I'm no, expecting. No, no. You that, expect the cops to be nice? No, what I'm okay, telling you. Okay, that's what I'm saying. What, I, what I'm telling you is. Like, if she would have looked more like a IG, I was, that officer, <laughs> I would have led the protest. Trigger warning, everybody. Trigger warning. Yeah. That, the video might trigger you. This conversation might trigger you. If it gets too triggering. <coughs> ready? Born ready. It's Wednesday. It's the make hits. <laughs> Talking about. <laughs> Man, this whole time we Damn. thought it was Ja Rule. Nah, we never thought that. I did. You thought Ashanti and Ja Rule had something? Yeah. Nah. That was your marketing working on you. <laughs> yeah, I always knew who it was. I was like, who's producing these tracks? <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> Man, like. They got her happy. Man, we're going to do it just like this. What's up, family? It's your boy, Eldridge. You're tuning into the Just Eldridge Podcast, the greatest podcast to ever hit the airways. I'm super excited because we are about to record the greatest episode we have ever recorded. I say it every time, and I mean it every single time. Round of applause. Round of applause. Hey, y'all. Checking in, checking in, checking in, checking in. Episode 163. Quit playing. On my, on my memories, episode 3 popped up on my memories uh, yesterday. Damn. Y'all just don't run that race. 160 episodes later, we still here, we still rocking. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to all the day one listeners. You know who you are. Shout out to all the Patron subscribers. Uh, You know who you are. Shout out to our first time listeners who's just not checking in. Hey, I promise you, even if you don't like this episode, we got 162 more that you're going to love. I promise you on that. Um, Keith, how you feeling? Hey, man, you know, y'all saw the pod last week, man. We back to school. We out here. Uh, Everything good, man. You know, uh, 
You know how it you know how it is. Me and you get to have these meeting, meeting, meetings. Right. You know what I'm saying? Me and my boy had that real power powwow. So uh I'm on a whole nother wave. You hey, you know, I wanna shout out, man, because last episode was I going to Mexico? I was having my dad party. Yeah, that's right. yeah, we did that because your party was that day, I was going to Mexico. Yeah, so boom. Party was great. Let me just say, you know, I was a little nervous, you know what I'm saying, because I said it started at four, you know what I'm saying? Wasn't nobody there. Yeah, I'm like, damn, man, my dad lame as fuck. <laughs> this nigga ain't got no friends. <laughs> so I got, I got a little nervous. But then around about 4.35, you know, some of the people start coming in. It it ain't it ain't Eldridge 2.0 type party, but it was a nice vibe. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate everybody that came. Yeah, it was the original Eldridge right. party. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um but then also Mexico was a vibe, man. You know, being able to, uh, you know, everybody want to do that. Everybody want to celebrate their parents. You know, if when you got parents that love you, care for you, put something into you, I'm uh, unapologetically biased, and uh, I'm a mama's boy. I say that all the time. Like, but this week we showed out. This year we showed out for my dad on his birthday. When your kids take you to uh, Mexico, all expense paid. Like, my dad didn't have to worry about nothing. Now, we flew him on Frontier. As you know, it's our dad. <laughs> shout, out <to> Fr- <laughs> shout out to Frontier, though. They dang, actually get dang, a little better. <laughs> Statistically proven. Hey, no, shout out to Spirit. He's got bought out by JetBlue. For real? And JetBlue is good. Yeah. JetBlue is actually a subsidiary of Delta. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's what's up. So Frontier was cool. The only issue is they tax you on everything. Like if you don't bring a book bag, like you about to pay like a hundred dollars for your bag. So basically Frontier is just go with everything in your pocket. Just literally no it's, book bag. it's for those I mean, Mexico is a two and a half hour flight. Two and a half hour flight. I think the ticket might have cost two hundred dollars. Well, I thought you were about to say twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this, the, uh, the tickets were super cheap, but the, I tell people, don't worry about how you get in there. Just worry about when you get there. When you get there, we was in a five star hotel. Burp. Look, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shout out, Nisha. <laughs> hey, look, when we got out there, Man, when I said we had so much fun, dog, like, so we didn't rent no cars, so everybody rented scooters. So we on mopeds and four-wheelers throughout the city, all throughout the city. Um, man, it was just a good time, bro. Like, like my dad, um, it was just, I got to tell you this one thing, because when I was younger, we went to New Orleans. My cousin was in the um, uh, arena league, and they had a championship out there. And I remember my mom begging my daddy, like, give the kids some spending money. And I think she wanted to give us, like, $200 each, something like that. Like, he wanted to give out. And my daddy was like, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. Later on at night, he come back. My dad lost $5,000 in the casino. My mama was mad as fuck. Like, and she wasn't even mad about it. She was like, damn, you wouldn't even got there to get the, to get the money to the kids. But you're going to lose it. Fast forward 20-something years later, we in Mexico. And my daddy, uh, we had these little, you know, they go to the little, the, the more, the Mayan people, tunes and shit. So my daddy wanted to take a picture with the people. <laughs> he had no money on. 
and he asking everybody like, "Yo, can you get a buddy to take a picture?" I like, man, no one about them folk. Them ain't even real people. That's propaganda. Man. Them niggas got paint. Man, fuck them. We ain't spending no money with them. So he like, it's not the point. It's my birthday. I want to do it. And I was like, shit, I would have did it. Everybody was like, I ain't got it. I was like, I would have did it if you would have gave us spending money in New Orleans. <laughs> dang, dang. It just felt so good to tell my dad, do you got picture taking money? Do you got McDonald money, nigga? Like, it just felt good just telling that nigga no, man. But other than that, he got everything he wanted. It was a great birthday. Shout out to everybody that uh, wished my dad birthday online. Um, now we got to turn up for real, for real for our mama. Because we don't went too hard for our daddy. <laughs> she like, how the fuck did this work? But other than that, it was great. I'm super excited uh, to be back to work. I ain't traveling nowhere else. If you see a bag in my hand, slap that shit out. Like, I'm I'm staying put till October. Let's wish it right around the corner. And then again in December. And after that, I'm done for the year. Then after that, I'm done. I'm done for the year. Um, Let's get to it, man. Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh, let's get to it. We uh we came into this um amazing hit. Ashanti Murder Inc. Shout out to Ashanti. Now no lie, I remember when that album came out. No, like they so here's the thing. Like Murder Eat was to me, it was the like the label that as much as you probably didn't like them, you had to respect what the fuck they were doing. Them niggas was Everywhere, like nobody. Yeah. I remember it was the conversation of Shanti lame as hell, but Shanti kept having all them hits because yeah. she was up. She was like her and Beyonce was neck and neck, bro. Like I would argue, she was like the, the, uh, low key, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they were. At, at, so we came in there happy. I mean, let's 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 jump into it. Tee it up. So uh, everybody probably heard, but uh, Irv Gotti. Went on Drink Champs. Shout out North, DJ EFN, fellow podcasters. Um, he went on Drink Champs podcast. Him and Ja Rule, and he basically just more than just air out Ashanti. That was the highlight. He basically was talking about you know Murder Inc. The whole situation, and it was promo for the new Murder Inc. Documentary that's on BET. Um, <clears throat> so basically, the highlight of the interview is him basically being butt hurt over Ashanti. And in hearing that interview and hearing what you just said, it all makes sense. Because we all know Ashanti should be bigger than where she is. But, like, hearing half of this shit, it, it, let, let, me, let me play, let me play some clips, man. This, this nigga. How good she is. <laughs> this is what I like. I honestly don't give one single fuck, yo. And I'm telling you the truth. I'm not like, oh my God, a fucking Ashanti, look how good she is. Nigga, that's y'all. I honestly don't give one. So, like, once he started off with that, I when, was like, when do you give a fuck? I, well, I guess because, so Nori, so how it happened, Nori brings up Ashanti. And he's, they tell me how fine she is. And he's like, I don't be looking at Ashanti all that fine. And then it comes to find out. Basically, um, you know, he, he was in a relationship with Ashanti. Uh, is he still married? 
No, no. It helped her. Okay, I'm not trying. I'm not following. It helped her that y'all was together. That y'all was together. I mean. Shout out to Nori. Yeah, I'm not following. <laughs> like, so Nori be getting my nerve, man. That nigga be at the dumb, man. Like, nigga, nigga be at the dumbest question, but he be getting the tea out of there. Big record, right? Yeah. I'm so happy. Uh-huh. Let me tell you how happy. Yo, BT, I'm going to check for me, nigga. <laughs> John Rue, like, keep me out this shit. Exactly. That my sister. So happy. Let me let me explain how the relationship and how it worked and how it worked to the yeah, day. Yeah, dating at this point. Yes. Okay. So we're together. Matching watches. I match you both our watch too. I bought a mad shit. Okay. Matching watches. I bought, I bought all that. I bought, she 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 gained. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know about none of these. I just know. Okay. She gained. <laughs> she, she gained. Look, I really, it's steady. I don't know. No, I don't know nothing about this. So you Switzerland. Stay out of it. I Switzerland. There you go. Finish sleeping together or whatever. Okay. The shower. I'm in the shower. You know, a nigga be creative after. Yes. yes. Right? Yes. Shit, like, I mean, they come back because it's real. I ain't never heard this story. Ja Rule stick. Look, that ain't that. What Ja Rule line? I ain't never heard this story. That nigga said that shit three times in one minute. Like, nah, bro, you lying. Story. Uh-huh. You can see the full story on the murder documentary. Now that clip I showed you yeah, makes it funnier exactly. now. Exactly. Shameless plug. <laughs> so he in the shower. <laughs> I think that nigga lying. Oh, nigga gotta be lying, bro. I think when I know he's lying. I call my nigga Chan. I'm on the phone, check, yo. We get to the studio. <laughs> Chefs it up, the beat, everything. Okay. Now it's time for you to write. Yo, I want to sh- that. That nigga called and said, do 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 do. Well, like he like, like everything about what he's saying sounds like. <laughs> And look, the whole song came out of that shit. You know, nigga, like, like, first of all, so Irv Gotti has always, and, and what's so? This is how I know Irv Gotti Lane. Coming up for me, Irv Gotti was always lame. He would not. Nah, Irv said he always was getting bad chicks. Nah, never. What's this weed? Forgiving that sound on her, that murdering sound. I wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? No. Your, your side of the story, though. No, no, no. That's how you know he got laying out. If Ja Rule ain't even participating in this shit. Was a part of helping put her on. Like me and me and Rule put her on. I made the records, but Rule being Rule. Listen, who's the biggest nigga in the world? We could have got J Lo to be on Always On Time. We could have got any fucking huge name to be on Always On Time. That's what makes Irv lame. So now, so get into what you about to say because I'm about to get into that. Like, I like this documentary. So watch the doc. One shout out to BT because I ain't gonna lie, these documentaries did be good. Um, the one they did for uh, 
uh, Master P. Yeah, that No Limit one was... No Limit. Dig through the crates. Dick it made crates. my respect for Master P go to a whole nother level. Like, just watching his story and how much they broke it down. Bro, BET did a great job on these documentaries. That's how I know Elaine. I don't really like his documentary. <laughs> one. <laughs> but two, like, this documentary show, this man worked for Jay-Z. This man is uh, a big part of DMX shit. His name is not put in the ranks of these people, bro. Like, his name, all the shit, all the work he did, literally, Irv Gotti never got that respect, bro. And that's why one the greatest thing Irv Gotti did in his career was give 50 Cent an opportunity. <laughs> like, literally, 50 Cent should be paying Irv Gotti because for them, they was on top. They was on top of the world. Like, them niggas had hits after hits. Hell, they even brought Bobby Brown back. Ja Rule brought Bobby Brown back. Like, that's how you know Murder, Inc. was doing some shit. But goddamn, um, when 50 Cent came in and just started talking about them niggas, and we were like, it's like the whole world just literally, they were like, damn, these niggas is lame. Like, that's all 50 Cent did. But like, man, fuck these niggas. I don't give a fuck about their money. These niggas lame. And this interview proving that shit. Like, all that kissing and telling shit, like, I don't believe you about, I, I believe you love that girl. I believe you would got name. Now, I do believe you probably did something with her, though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. He, nah, it's, it's like I said. I, I believe, So, he's lame. That's all. He was just kissing and telling. I believe he did something, but then, like, you know what it is. So, it's like. But that was the industry. It's the industry now, but it was really the industry. Well, that, one, it was the industry. Two, it's like. You a lame old nigga basically bragging on your dick because you saying you fucked Ashanti. Now, Ashanti has to come out with when they said it was a rep, but I believe it was Ashanti. A rep came out and said, look, let's keep it real. Ashanti was 20. Er was damn near 30, some 10, 12 years older than, than, than her. He just put her on. They had a quick fling. It wasn't no big thing. I believe that. And, it, and he still butthurt over it. And I believe that part of the story. But what happens is you shouldn't have said shit. You could have just left it as a mantle. Hey, you know what? Shanti's on my belt. You know what I'm saying? And then real niggas would have known. Like, Ja Rule knows. Yeah, I know I reach out. But it, it wouldn't have came out like, I wrote the record. But, I did this. I did that. And then on top of that, he's even more lame. And that's why I believe the friend story. Because you had to be but hurt. Because that statement he just made. Oh, we could have put J Lo on the record, nigga. You did. You did. You gave Ashanti records to J Lo a couple times, right? You know what I'm saying to the point where you remember that clip where Fat Joe was on with Ashanti and he was telling her like, you know that What's Love track. They were trying to get that to J Lo too. I fought for you to be on there. She was like, "Where I never knew that." She was like, "Yeah," because and Fat Joe was saying some real shit. Why would I get J Lo? She wasn't doing nothing at the time. You had three. Uh, top charting singles at the time. Why wouldn't I want to put you on the record? And but why wouldn't your man's put you on the record? Because of that bullshit. Because of that butt hurt bullshit. Now nah, I ain't let that shit work for. Let me say I found out they were together on the couch with my wife. <laughs> that, that shit. Yeah, that. Now, that was some funny shit right well, there. <laughs> what, what, what's so What's so funny about it is that how you know the nigga hurt. <laughs> What's so what's so what's so funny about it is this nigga even says that in, in the interview too. He's like, 
I mean, and she wants to say she was the demise of my marriage. I was fucking with two or three other bad bitches that like, bro, you was just, you was just all the way out here, man. Hey, shout out to my nigga Blue. This nigga here. <laughs> shit man like man these like niggas getting lamer out here bro like niggas getting lamer and lamer out here i don't, I don't like how he did it uh it's a reflection of what the game was and kind of how it still is the game got a little better because like i feel like i feel like people like ashanti like Eve, like all these motherfuckers had to fuck to get on. Like I feel like all them. Yeah, what are you talking about? They were fucking fucking. Eve had a she had a sex tape with Stevie J. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But I feel like the game ain't as hard. Like now, women getting on, you ain't got to do all that pay to play shit. Like, and that's a good thing. Yeah, (laughs) no, no, I ain't saying it's a bad thing. Like, (laughs) it ain't the good old days. Well, motherfucker used to earn that key. <laughs> hey, I, I watched this shit the other day. Some old man said, I was being a gentleman, and she was being a lady. <laughs> Bruh, I said, that's an old way of saying that we were getting to. Bruh, look, all I'm saying is, like, these women had to go through a lot of shit back then. Oh, for sure. And, and, for if sure. You, and if you didn't do it, like, your career was done. Or if you did do it, then you, they didn't like what happened. Your career was still done. Yeah. Like, like he was, sold her publishing. You remember yeah. like the whole three hundred million dollar? That's why she's re-recording her first album, right? So you can just play that. Uh, so we should have played that version of Happy. Damn. Right. Damn. Uh, <laughs> give her a publishing. Give her a publishing. But like all of that, giving her away her publishing, giving J Lo her deal. Um, I heard a breakdown the other day, and it's funny you said that about the Beyonce Ashanti thing because they were saying the same thing. Not only that, Ashanti had to leg up on Beyonce because she actually could sing a little better. During that time when yeah. they first came out, and she was riding the Aaliyah good girl wave, yeah. Because Beyonce was still maybe be a good girl. We didn't know she didn't figure that, but Ashanti was. That's why some women thought she was kind of a well, girl our age. Thought she was a little lame because she was yeah. a little goody. She was shoes. real princey, real prin- I remember but, that shit. But she held her own and she came up with some tracks. She had some hits, but Irv really sabotaged her career. And I don't know any other person in the industry like female wise that kind of 
still came out on like she's she's coming out unscathed in a sense of like still touring, still making her money, still like right. out. People there. still, I mean, she she just got hits you can't take away from. Yeah, her. like you definitely can't take away her music. Um, random off question. You think uh, Nikki had to fuck to get on? Only thing I don't think she did in Young Money. I think to get to Young Money, I don't yeah, know what that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I think Young Money was the first. Like she wasn't that. I mean, I, I think I think she had to put it like this. She was rocking with Big Fendi. Uh, if, if you know anything about Big Fendi, he's known for like the parties and the strippers. So like, I don't think he's mad, but I believe. But I also think maybe not, and maybe that was the key thing to having Safari around at the time because that was her man, and he was there. Like you look at old pictures of Nikki, he's he in the corner. There. So he, so he might have been boyfriend slash security, and yeah, Nikki might talk slick as fuck to me, but there's no way you can pull me all the way to the room because my man's right here. Right, and I think if it went down that lane, as lame as Safari has been, niggas would have been came out and said. Oh, we watched. Now I have heard rumors that they said Wayne might have hit or whatever. I don't know. You know, could have fucked Wayne. Could have fucked Drake. Yeah, if I did, for fuck's sake, I don't I, think she did. I don't know, but then I, I don't know because I, I remember the interview she did with Joe, and she was talking about her being very insecure, and that's what led her to get into the BBLs and all that stuff. So you know, you know, insecurity. You can play on any woman's insecurity, any person's insecurity, right? And get them to do something. So I believe her admitting her insecurities at the time, something probably happened, and then. And, not only that, I don't think it's always you got to fuck to get on. It's also some of that synergy energy. You know what I'm saying? Like that London on the track and Summer Walker, how they was like making music together and kind of fell in love together. You know, Bobby Brown and Whitney. Like we okay. got So it's like I'm kicking it and we fucking, but we also doing music. All, all of it. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we've heard stories all the time of like people falling in love on movie sets, falling in love and just doing creative shit constantly. You know, it's just some of that energy's there. And I believe Urban Ashanti has some of the energy too because she's a, she's pretty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she was young. And at the time, she might have even... And I, that's why I wish we had a woman here sometimes because at the time too, and speaking to plenty of women, and, and you have too, you know, when they're younger, they feel like they have to fuck some guys. I shouldn't say fuck what you said. But sometimes they feel like they have to do it. Be, it'd be pressure. It'd be, it'd be pressure. Yeah, like, pressure like, I mean, like, shout out to Creedem. You know, uh, they just had an event with Sex with Ashley, powered by Westcare. Check the YouTube, check the YouTube for the recap. And it, it was about that. It was about um, some young, it was about sex, conversation about sex, but then they were just talking about some women who do it, and they they were kind of pressured when they were younger. Yeah. Because society made you feel like you had to do it. Or uh, you ain't mature enough, you ain't doing, you know, just I talked about on the pod. I feel like I was pressured. Uh, I yeah. wasn't really. And it's so crazy. My son, seventh grade, I had sex for the first time in eighth grade, feeling pressured. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I, so I could see women being, I, me and my girl talk about all the time, like, in her homegirls, like, hearing this young stories. Oh, I went out with this guy. He wind and dined me, took me home. But I didn't have my car to get back home, so I kind of felt like I needed to. Like, maybe I had to. I didn't really want to, but I did. It'd be all that. So I feel like some of that gets involved with the industry, trying, you know, posture. It, a lot of that goes on. You know what I'm saying? Now I think niggas just pay for it. Like, Diddy just like, hey, Carisha, I'm going to put you on this boat. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, now but, niggas just pay for it. Yeah, because now it's not as taboo, though. You exactly. know what I'm saying? 
selling uh like you want a podcast. Yeah, like <laughs> that's what did he that's what did he did the uh, yeah. gave him a whole show. Yeah, it, it it it's taboo. Now it ain't it's taboo. Now women look at like I mean it just is I mean you look at only fan culture. Like I remember Check out the Patreon. I I remember getting like pictures of news and shit. Like we had to go to gas stations and get whole magazines. Like nigga, fuck that. Remember just when you used to talk to women and ask, you know, you know, pictures. I ain't, I ain't doing now. Now, first of all, it's on your Instagram. Like, no, don't. First of all, it's on your Instagram. Even worse, on your Twitter. And then if you, if you want to make Twitter's a dark Ooh. place. <laughs> Twitter. But like then if you want to make some money, go on your Instagram. And, and it'd be like only my only fans, three ninety five hey, a month. <laughs> I was like, man, how is this adding up? This We're going everywhere with this conversation. Let me ask you another side note. I had this random thought. I might cut it out, but it's a random thought. Don't you think girls who like OnlyFans is low, like they tell you, Oh, I'm not making that much. Don't you think they'll make more money if they just had business cards and passed them out while they was like at Walmart at McDonald's? Because I, I was out the other day and I was looking, I was like, See, no, <laughs> she handed me a card. The, the, the only, I'm about to subscribe. The only reason I don't think so. Because <laughs> I need to follow you home and shit. Nah, because OnlyFans, until you really just blow up, like really blow up and you just become super popular with it. It's a local play. I already told y'all. But that, no, that's what made me think of it. A local play. Cause that's why I said Walmart guy. Like these are the places you be all the time. So you give me the card now you'll and be, I might bump into you again. <laughs> you'll be better off going into your old class reunion Facebook. Group. Oh shit. Hey y'all, LG just gave y'all the hat. That's the hat. Nigga, like everybody got a girl that you went to middle school, high school with. If you could see her titties today, you would go, you would pay five dollars. Everybody got you one. might not subscribe, but you would get it off yeah, one time. You yeah. you give it that one month, like that's the hat. You subscribe and then unsubscribe immediately. You still have access for thirty days. Damn. Look, now look, hack on both sides. So for the women, that's how you get your content up. For the fellas, that's how you get it and leave. Hey, look, I'm just saying, like that's what it is. That's what that's how only only fans is like that girl that's touchable. Like she's in your vicinity, but she ain't fucking. She ain't fucking with you. You know what? I think that's why OnlyFans win. So I said it was off topic, but I think it is still on topic because I think it goes back to I think I forget what pod we talked about this. But like, if they just went ahead and legalized prostitution, dating would go totally different. Man, I've been saying that. I've been saying that. Well, I've heard it on a couple other pods, and just even on like intellectual podcasts that are breaking down like. What even like when they say legalizing drugs, legalizing pro- what does this do across the spectrum? But to that point, that's why it is a little different nowadays. The industry, and that's why it, I, I like it because we get a lot of women that you know, shout out to Glorilla, shout out to Rhapsody. You know what I'm saying? Like Remy Ma. I don't, now Remy Ma didn't have to fuck nobody. I know that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. She fucked niggas up. <laughs> she fucked <laughs> niggas up. Like, nigga. fuck, <laughs> but the shout out to the and, and, shout out to the new age of like I know Glorilla didn't have to. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. I know Gotti, he just seen a money play, mm-hmm. and he just put it straight on. So it, it's it, And low-key, man, I'm starting to have – I need to do some research. I might be speaking out of turn, but, man, like looking at Fat Joe's record, like history-wise with black women. I mean, he, he, he bought the bags. You know, like I knew I, he was like, – I, I, knew, I knew when 
when Pat Pooch let him give his wife a bag, that's it. That's when I like, oh yeah, Ja Rule is straight up. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Fat Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I mean, Fat uh, Joe. Because that's what I was wondering, even at that time, I was like, damn, Fat Joe gonna be some type of. I just thought it was just on brother sister shit, and you know he was your brother before I got here, so I kind of. But like even with the Ashanti situation, with the Remy situation, like Fat Joe could have tried Remy the way Irv tried Ashanti, they didn't, and they put her on, they put her up too. Yeah. Ashanti should damn sure be Beyonce nowadays, and Irv is, is Irv fault. It's really Irv fault. Irv lame as hell, man. He, he lame for that, but but, and that's all I was telling the young boys. That's why, and you said it. What luck is preparation opportunity because you can't take away the DMX, the Jay Z, the Ja Rule, the hits, the deals, the even even getting up to about five hundred, you know, almost about to be half a bill. You know what I'm saying? Like you getting up, you know what I'm saying? So it it, it, it is like we talked about in the car, right? Once you cross over to making multi millions, you can do a bunch of fuck shit, but you always get that but. He did do ba 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 ba. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess you know he looking at this B. I could tell the way he trying to promote it. He looking at this BET thing as his way to come back in the limelight and really, he probably about to drop something else. You know, that's the only way this stuff really works. Like if you trying to drop, but he can't though because he's so lame. Like, but that's what I'm saying. What he doing not gonna work. He can't. Not gonna work. The fact that you still rolling with Ja Rule, I mean, we love Ja Rule, but 50 Cent killed that. Like, that would have, and that's what we talk about beef, rap beef, when uh, I know the game just tried to uh, shoot at 50 Cent and Eminem. Mm-hmm. The first real beef where we seen a nigga die outside of Pac and Biggie yeah, was Ja Rule. Yeah, our age. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause we heard about Pac and Biggie, like, like we were we, young enough. We didn't know about that beef, though. Like, we seen it. Nah, I mean, my, see, I didn't. I went to church. I yeah, was because my mom listened to Snoop and Pop. You know what I'm saying? Like, she got a picture with. I was Snoop. a real Christian, so yeah. I ain't know about all that shit. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. My first CD was Doggy Style. She took it from me because I had bought the CD, and you know, I bought it, and I was just staring at the cover. Have y'all ever stared at the cover of Doggy Style, the Snoop Dogg album? I'm gonna pull it up after the pod. If you look at the cover, the explicit cover, bro, they on there smoking. Dogs is on there drinking. They out there trying to do doggy style. Like, it's a wild cover. So I remember just staring at the cover before I even played the CD. And my mom walk in like, what is this? Snoop Dogg. And she take it. And she brings me Big Willie style. Big <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> no, that's how I told you I start fucking with Will Smith. I don't want this. I, I, well, I just wanted to listen to rap. You know what I'm saying? For me, it was just rap. So I didn't really know... You see, you looking at the cover, right? Yeah, yeah, you see yeah. all that shit going on. on yeah, Charlie got an ass up. It's a lot of shit going on in that cover, but I didn't know when I bought it. Bought it, you know what I'm saying? But it's explicit, so yeah. That uh, I heard the beef, but Fifty Cent and Ja Rule was the first live action living beef. Uh, I used to fuck with DBS Sounds. Shout out Riverdale Road, and they used to have a whole mixtape se- uh, section. Shout out to my nigga Carvon one more time. He was the rapper in the crew. He put me on the 50. Like, put me on, like, before, right when 50 did How to Rob. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one of the, probably one of the dopest freestyles out. Just 
just naming niggas how he gonna rob niggas. Kind of like how Biggie had that dreams of fucking an R&B chick. He naming all these right, R&B right. chicks. Like, I will mess with your skate, but they ugly as hell. Like, he said all, all that shit. 50 did the same thing for Robin. So then that happens. Then he gets shot up. So now everybody's like, this nigga got shot nine times. He's still alive. He's a fucking soldier. He's a motherfucking RoboCop. And then he hooks up with Dr. Dre and him, so you know it's about to get deep. And then that first album come out. Yeah, nigga, it, that first album come out, boy. I'm telling you. Man, 50 Cent first album, like, that's, you know, I would like to see the BET story on G-Unit. <laughs> you know, that's something I would watch. Mm-hmm. Like, just guys, 50 Cent, that nigga... That nigga was different, bro. And that nigga literally, I watched him turn the whole world against Murder Inc. <laughs> like niggas that was on top. And I remember when I, I, I clearly remember when it was over. I watched the "We Gonna Clap Back" video, and that shit was not clapping. That we, we gonna clap back. We gonna clap back. Like that shit was not it, bro. And it was like officially over after that. Them niggas just was dead. Like. And they still dead now. So like, er, and er, er, I don't like how he did Ashanti shit, bro. That shit was that shit was lame. I don't like how he doing his wife now. His well now ex wife. That shit lame, man. Fuck all these niggas. And it 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 at least segue perfectly into some propaganda that was created. Uh, there was an article that came out. I don't know if you got the article. Uh, pulled up. Oh, I'm pulled up. I'm pulled up. But yeah. It comes from psychology today. It says the rise of lonely single men. <laughs> and now, I don't agree with the article at all, but niggas like uh, Irv makes articles like this sound like it's true. So it says the dating app, dating apps, and drastically changing relationship landscape. Here are the key points of the article. And I'm going to put this in the show notes for y'all, too, because I want to talk about this. I'm actually going to bring some sisters on next week to talk about this even in more depth because um, the dating scene in Atlanta is talked about like a fucking horror story. Um, But this is why they say men are being lonely, because we've been saying for the longest that we straight. We outnumber, and especially in Atlanta, we outnumber women. Uh, I mean, women outnumber us one to fifteen or whatever the statistic is. Like we saying, we good. This article is saying we're not. Key points: dating opportunities for heterosexual men are diminishing as relationship standards rise. That's first point they talk about. Two, men represent approximately sixty-two percent of the dating app users, lowering their chances for a match. <laughs> I can attest to that shit. I'm horrible on dating apps. I get no matches. Three, men need to address skills uh, deficit to meet healthier relationship expectations. So these are the three uh, key points of the uh, article. Keith say he read it. Keith say it's cap propaganda in this cap. All propaganda, all cap. Why? Oh, uh, let's just, I mean, let's just start off with these uh, three things. All right, so the dating app, they say whether you're just starting a date or you're really recently divorced and dating again, dating apps are a huge driver of new romantic connections in the United States. The problem is upwards of 62% of users are men, and many women are overwhelmed with how many options they have. Competition 
and online dating is fierce and lucky in-person chance encounters with dreamy partners are very rare than never. So that's the first reason why they say dating apps is overcompensation. They're saying it's way more of us on Tinder trying to get some uh, hoes and women don't let you come up to talk to them in person no more. So that's the first one. On relationship standards with so many options, it's not surprising that women are increasingly selective. I do a live TikTok show. She talking about a TikTok show. So hold on, hold on. So hold on. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. Let me I know you better. Because <laughs> no, see, that's where the propaganda come in. First one was the dating apps propaganda. Right. The reason why that's propaganda is because statistics, right? Anytime they throw a number, and if you look at the article, the number is highlighted. 62% of users are men, right? So when you click on that, you click on that link, it goes to time. More men use dating apps than women, right? According to a new study, they're talking about location-based dating apps like Tinder and Momo. Okay, we've already solved this problem with Bumble. You know what I'm saying? Like the thing that that statement that they just made wasn't a dating. It wasn't a statement to say men are lonely. It was a statement to say, hey, this first initial rounds of dating apps didn't work because it's flooded with, with men. There are now a lot of dating apps where the women have the control. Bumble's one of them, right? So, women, okay. if you're looking for those type of men who are ready for those relationships, you got to look in the right place. So, the dating app thing, that's another part of propaganda. One, two, another reason why men don't do well with dating apps, because men don't do well with putting on facades online. We don't do the angles. We don't do the contours. We don't do everything. We, it's, it's hard to type in you can because if we type and women in, shallow because my height don't say I'm over six feet that would mean I'm not a good person well, and, and see and, and you and you took the third point away from me the third point is that there's just words how do I know that the women on the dating apps aren't doing the same thing so at the end of the day that's propaganda part part two part two uh with so many options it's not surprising women are increasingly selective I do a live TikTok show and speak with hundreds of audience members every week. I hear a reoccurring dating theme from women between the ages of 25 and 45. They prefer men who are emotionally available, good good communicators, and share similar values. So these are the relationship standards that are out now. They want men. So here's why I say this. Uh, uh, uh. Break down this propaganda. All right, let's go. The the main reason why this is propaganda because so what you got to do is you got to look at the article, you have to realize that these articles aren't written by people who work for Psychology Today. These are people who are freelancers. We have some freelancers on our podcast team. They can write articles for a bunch of different places. This guy is a freelancer. Boom. What do freelancers do? The only reason why they write is articles, it a guy or a girl it's a guy. The only reason why they do these articles he white is or black. White. He white. So the only reason why they do these articles is to promote you don't do my research. It's to promote their articles and to promote their websites. So the fact that he says, Oh, I do a live TikTok right here. Y'all make sure y'all follow my TikTok. Because if you like what I'm saying in this article, you gotta follow my TikTok. But you're only talking to hundreds of people. You only have six hundred subscribers on YouTube. This is all propaganda for this guy to get looked at. You get what I'm saying? That's all it is. Everything he's stating ain't nothing that we don't know. Relationship standards. It's not surprising. Women are increasingly selective. Hold on, my boy. Have you not been? Kevin Samuels went on a whole crusade on men being selective as well. Right. Like men are being selective. Hell, even more selective. 
I would like to say. And they said they prefer men who are emotional, emotionally available. Now, how many times, even on this podcast alone, have we had women come on here and say they want emotionally available? That they, as the women, right. want emotionally available. Good communicators. Good communicators? So only men communicate bad? That's We know that's false. We had chicks to get on this podcast, couldn't even talk. So like, they could not communicate and convey their point. So in communication is a two-way street. So are you saying we're bad talkers and listeners and women are just better listeners and talkers? Cause communication is a two-way street and share similar values. What values? You see that, that right there is it. And you're right. That's why relationship standards are different because we do have similar values. My values say that you need to stay at home and cook and clean and the other values say that you want me to pay all the bills. All right. That's the balance. These new values is no nigga. You pay all the bills and I'm not cooking and cleaning right. and I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Our values don't align. So you're, so you're right. So yeah, third, third piece of propaganda skill deficit for men. This means a relationship skill gap that if not addressed will likely lead to fewer dating opportunities. Less patience for poor communication skills and longer periods of being single. The problem for men is that emotional connection is the lifeblood of healthy, long-term love. Emotional connections require all skills that families are not consistently teaching their young boys. While there's probably no chance of stemming stemming the uh, rising tide of uh, unintentional single men, there is a good news. The algorithm... Let me me start by the skills deficit. This is the last point of the propaganda. Skills deficit. Eldridge and I used to teach life skills to not just middle school, not just high school, but grown folk too, men and women. What they're talking about is a deficit in the public school system. These is basic life skills. And to add insult to injury, the last line, uh, emotional connection requires all skills that families are still not consistently teaching their young boys. So you mean to tell me that we beat the odds. We came together as man and woman. We had a child. We're in a family and we're still not raising our son right. So I'm not, so me raising my son to be like me, to get a woman, you think that's going to make him be lonely? Because I got a woman. I got his mom. We together. And I'm still not doing what I need to do to raise him to be right. All this, this, this article was full of propaganda. Um, it was bullshit because the same stuff that he's saying, like these long periods of being single, what do you think Tracy Ellis Ross is doing? Like, fine, yeah. I mean, she's fine, but she said it in her articles. Like she goes on the, she's on long periods of being single. Cause she wanted to, how many, uh, uh, what's her name? Mary J. Blige, Taraji P. Henson. Like we, I can name a bunch of women who have publicly came out and said that their periods of being single is for them and to get right. Why can't a man have a long period of uh, being single? We know as men, when you go through that long period of being single, are you really being single or are you getting your shit together? Because right. I know brothers who was single for a whole year, but during that whole year, they built a business, got a car, got a house, did everything. And as soon as they went back on the market, they got a woman. Propaganda, bro. So, bullshit. So. <laughs> bullshit, bro. I ain't trying to hear that shit. Keep destroying this shit. But look, let me tell you why this is the issue. This thing was going crazy on uh, 
My first text was Ashley. She posted it. Can them hoes lack skills? They don't like, know that they need to read articles. You just can't read the line. You just can't, and you just can't read the article. You need to know who wrote the article and why did they write the article. Have you ever read the Bible? Right. Do y'all know the Bible ain't everything Jesus said? Do you know how to read the Bible? That's how you got to read articles. <laughs> Come yeah. on. So, and it's coming in no shade, but black relationships and white relationships are different. We are dealing with different things because the economics are different. The demographics are different. And that's why I couldn't tell whether who he was writing to. Like, There you go. Hit it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, I, and, I, was, and I was reading through it, right? So when he was like, when he was like, this line right here let me know he was talking to white people when he says, um, emotional connection requires all the skills that families are not consistently teaching their young boys. That's a white people thing. Because if anything is being taught in Black Full House, you don't respect your mama. Everybody you getting it. You know what I'm saying? So like so for this it's like one of those things where uh uh, it was a comedian talking about a white feminist. They're like, how the hell y'all mad at the men y'all raised? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like y'all, Michelle Wolf. Yeah, that's, yeah that's y'all, she said that y'all raised these folks. Like, y- y'all raised these white men that y'all mad at. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was right there was that was a clear dog whistle that he ain't really talking about black feminists. Because typically, if, if 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 your daddy teaching a lesson, everybody get, and he said families. He, now, I can see if he could say if this line single was... Single mothers. Yeah, I can see if this or line Or single been, parents. If that, if he would have said single parents, that lines up with the statistics of what's happening in our community. Well, also, made me realize it's not for us is that last paragraph when it says, um, how can you beat the algorithms? And he says, level up your mental health game. Um, basically, get therapy. And one thing that especially our community right now has been pushing is for black men to get therapy. So if he's saying that a solution to all of this is therapy, then these women that's posting these articles, y'all all cap because I seen y'all also post shit about black men's mental health and y'all like men who are centered. Shout out. So it's like, come on, man. Like you gotta, you, we, I, I feel like this is propaganda. Now I want to know the only thing I really want to know. And <laughs> he's not allowed to play both sides of the fence. I, I will give him credit. If his, if, if him, his wife or his marketing team said, hey, put that thing on Shade Room. Better go viral. Because yeah. I wonder who posted it on Shade Room. Because yeah. that's what made it go. Because this, this article normally wouldn't have gone viral. Now, it wouldn't have got, it wouldn't have got the attention it got. One, none of y'all are reading psychology today. <laughs> when I say y'all, the people who I seen posted on their page, this is not a fucking article or a magazine that you're normally reading from. My boy only got a thousand hundred, uh, 1100 followers. The author of this article. Yeah. yeah. This prime example though. You can't be rich without black people. Like you can't, you can't be famous without black people. Like this is prime example of that shit right here, because nobody would have seen this article at all. Another line that he says on here that, um, this clear when he says, you know, they prefer men that are more emotionally available, good communicators, and share similar similar values. So, this where it gets confusing. Right now, the biggest narrative is that men are too op- opinionated, like men are talking too much, men are too emotional. Um, men, they're starting podcasts. Like it's really now. Don't get me wrong. There's podcasts like what's the one podcast I hate? Uh, fresh and is it fresh and fit? Fresh and fit. They suck. Right. Ho ass nigga. 
I ain't fucking with them at all. I'm with y'all on that. But it's like, sister be getting mad if you have any opinion that is not a reflection of what they want and what they want to hear. So like you said, now it's, I'm not being with a man that's going to uh, go 50-50. The man going 50-50, I don't want to hear that. It was a it was a, a video that came out to do with like, American men are the only men that go uh, argue about going 50-50. But he was all the way in fucking Afghanistan where women can't say shit. <laughs> like, they, they don't got no education. They ain't working. Like, they get treated like second-class citizens. So, one, they won't. They want. They don't want a man that can't provide fully, but they also not trying to uh, keep up with the. They want the traditional. Uh, my granddaddy paid for everything, but I don't want to do what my grandma did. My grandma was stupid. Like, keep, so, talk, keep talking. I'm about to find this clip. Keep talking. I got a good. I got the perfect fucking clip. I need everybody to hear. So yeah. So like that's the thing. Like I don't want to do what my grandma did, uh, but my granddaddy he held it down. My grandma didn't have to do no work. She did da 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 da, but I ain't doing what she did. I'm working. If he cheating, I'm leaving. So it's a lot of confusing shit that's happening out here. But I think in order for like y'all to really get in these relationships, because again, we hear I I see people talk about dating in Atlanta like this shit is a fucking horror movie. Like y'all got to remove yourself from these society norms, and you got to find out what works specifically for you. Like, and one thing I think men do a good job at, men take our L's on the chin. We get with a woman, and we clearly do an inventory of what is the L's. Okay, she can't cook, or uh, she she good girl, but she ain't really got, she ain't really sexually advanced like that. She an eight, but she live in Canton, too far. <laughs> she is six, but she can cook, she got good credit. She know her daddy, and she got a trust fund. She ain't that fine, but she really speaks to uh, speaks to me. She believe in me. She support me. Like, like we literally can take what women don't do or what women don't have, and we can balance it out based off what we're getting. Uh, but also, women get caught up in, if they do do that, they're looked at what they call the pick-me's. Oh, well. He's not that attractive, but he has a good job. He takes care of me. Hell, I was in the store the other day, and I heard a a chick talking shit to her sister, talking about, I don't know why he's trying to come back. Like, yeah, he was cool, but he want me to move down to Florida. I ain't trying to go to Florida. He's talking about he want his family back, but that's not even your kid. And in my mind, I'm thinking, so you got a man that went to Florida, got a better job, and is begging for you and his non-kid to come live with you, and you don't want to do it? But also... A lot of women be living for, and I don't been in relationships like this. I don't been in relationships where you so caught up. Well, a lot of women don't have real friends, right? But, so let me let me yeah. pause. You, let me pause you right there. Let me play this clip. Let me play this clip. I don't think you heard this clip yet. We're too much on the labels these days. You know, we've got simps and pick And I, I was on a conversation about my marriage at one point. And I talked about how my husband had four kids and he had just gotten divorced. So his finances were crazy. And I had no debt, no kids, no problems, had money in the bank. And I married him. And, and someone. Did y'all hear that? This the premise now. This is this is Dr. Judge Lynn Taller. She does the marriage boot camp. She's on TV. Popular judge making money. You heard the setup. Uh, Four kids divorced, his money messed up. She, no kids, never been married, money straight when they met. 
called me a pick me because I didn't get a high value man or didn't engage in hypergamy. And then once we got married, uh, instead of him setting the purpose in the dream, he realized that man, her purpose and her dream is gonna gonna get both of us further. So he practically shut down his shop. To- Pause that again. I know a lot of brothers that done this. I know a lot of brothers that done this. Some might not be as favorable, but I've seen a lot of brothers do this. Quit and with a quickness like, oh, I can reckon, I can see. I did it before. <laughs> not in that. We become a judge, and then he then he went across the country to help to allow me to be on TV and dropped his practice. So yeah, maybe I I was a pick me, and maybe he's a he's a simp. But given the way things turned out. I'm simply glad he picked me. And you would be too. Word. Try to have bars. I may have been a goddamn pick me. And he might have been. be a simp. But I'm glad he simply, simply picked me. But I, we, I played that clip because it's going off of the article and all of this shit. It's so like, y'all got to get out of like It's some one. I think you got to go into this understanding that I'm not going to get everything I want. You never will. The, the, the realest thing that I heard was that shit from Tyler Perry movie. That why did I get married? And he said the 80-20 rule. Yeah, yeah, the 80-20. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the realest fucking that's, thing it's, out here. It's, it's real, but people negate it so much. Especially, like me and Keith got something. We always say, bro, I don't know when she winning. You don't know when you winning. None of these shawties know when they winning. Like, like right now, at this day and age, Women are winning, and the way it's about to go, because y'all don't recognize it, it's about to go back. Y'all about to be dealing with a lot of hard-nosed, mean-ass niggas in the future. Trying to tell you. But, so, you got to go in it knowing that you're not going to get everything right. And you got to quit trying to worry about what your friends think. I think a lot of people miss out on relationships because it don't sound good in the group chat. I mean, if I be Where candid- he works. If he don't work at a, if he don't own his business or he have like a real nice job, if he work at Enterprise, you know what I'm saying? Or if he work at whatever restaurant. Or, or if he work at Best Buy until his app gets off the ground. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, you got to miss out because you chasing the 20 so, because, off of the 80. Because that don't sound good, right? Or, you know, how tall is he? What he look like? You be like, are you dating for you? Or are you dating for your friends? Like. I, and I, and I brought that example up because, in, in, in spoiler alert, if nobody's ever seen Insecure, yeah. but they get back together at the end because she has that conversation. And they both kind of had because even him, maybe he's talking to his homeboy because it happens. So now, reason, now, now, dudes do it, but I'm yeah. going to tell you, after a while, what, 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 what men realize as we get older, man, fuck these niggas. Yeah. Like, men realize that, like, man, I don't give a fuck what these niggas talking about. They're my girl. And, and, and the crazy thing about men is, it can happen at any age. Cause right. we all have homeboys that they did, they did this shit early. High school. Yeah, like, High school, they were like, like man, fuck they, y'all. This is my girl. I'm riding it, with her. And it's the dude that literally, which I don't, you know, I don't, I don't. Different, different pod, different yeah, pod. I don't, I don't <laughs> encourage that you just make your whole life around. You need to have some connection to brotherhood. Like you women gotta have sisters. You need a brotherhood. You gotta have a brotherhood. But we seen that dude. We seen that dude early get in a relationship. Fuck everybody else, and I'm with my shoulder, mm-hmm. and me and my shoulder gonna build. And it's okay if my shoulder don't look like like you. This is how you know when a dude taking his girl serious. 
when we really like a girl, we don't talk about a girl in our group. See, that's be the issue. Y'all be talking about y'all man that could potentially be your man mm-hmm. in your group. And you got to be embarrassed that you don't put all this shit that you really don't look, believe. Look, either be embarrassed or you got that one pick me friend that's like, that sounds like a good man. Come on, man. Hey, what, uh, who, uh, the song Dr. Uh, Feel Good? <laughs> the motherfucker Dang. said, I don't want nobody around me and my man. Hey, I mean, if you keep it a thousand percent real, like that, that's what, and that's the last thing I'll say about that article is I didn't like it. And it felt like a bunch of propaganda to me because everything that guy said goes for both sides. Like yeah. everything we, everything we just stated now, men might realize it sooner than women, but yeah, like you got to quit living. I mean, me and my girl's a good example of that. One day we'll probably tell our full story somewhere, but like, it's been a year, man. You know what I'm saying? I done grew this hair out. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Before I got back with my girl in a, in a healthy, loving relationship, I felt stressed. I felt all this type of shit. Even just being with her and being able to be, like, solid in that, my hair felt like it just started growing. You know what I'm saying? Like, things just start feeling better. But we both could have looked at either one of our situations and been like, on paper, we tell somebody this. Hell, we got family members who know we've been talking for a while, and they be like, "You talking about Keith?" Like, I know her mama probably said that, or her sister. Now they all because you you don't put so much out there. Mm-hmm. You don't put your information out there. Oh, this nigga did this. This nigga did that. Or this shotter did this. Shotter did. I that. mean, kids and, is another one. You show up with kids anywhere. That's a clear indicator of something. Right. You show up single <clears throat> with the kid. Something happened. Where's the baby mama? Where's the baby daddy? How did you get them? How did you not get them? How often do you get them? Do you not get them at all? Do you take care of them? Do they not? T- it's so many things that go with that. So it's like anybody can judge you off of that. So at the end of the day, it's like, don't be. I like what Cat Williams says. Just get in line with your star play. And that's all you need. Yeah. And niggas, like you said, <laughs> niggas will realize that before women sometimes. Not, and, and I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. Get in line with your, like, because. I'm going to be real. I'm not those dudes, the dudes that be like, fuck them niggas that be like, oh, a woman got to be submissive and da 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 Like, them niggas, like, we not going to bat for them. You know what I'm saying? We know they lame just like y'all know they lame. But when you dealing with a real man, there's a level of success. If you want the relationship to have any success, mm-hmm. you got to go with a man that you trust enough that you can follow his lead. Mm-hmm. Go right into... Uh, the next situation that we're talking about, there's a video flowing um, online mm, right mm, now. Mm, speak about it. Where Damn. a sister get locked up by APD. So, uh, by, by the way, I'm going to take a second and I'm going to just, I'm going to show this clip right here. No, I'm not here to play I know, but I'm going to sign. Put your hands behind your back. I'm going, Mr. Brooks, I'm going not, to sign. Put your hands behind your back. So you don't have to. You don't have to. You're resisting. You do not I'm, have to. I'm asking you, why am I putting my hands behind my back? I'm going, under arrest. I'm going to sign the ticket, but why am I under arrest? Sir, why she's about to sign the ticket. I'm going to sign the ticket. She's about to sign the ticket. That's all you wanted to do is sign the ticket. That's all it is. I'm going to sign the ticket. That's all she's to sign the ticket. You told me you're not. She's about to sign the ticket now. Mr. Brooks, I'm going to sign the ticket. You don't have that option now. Why don't I have the option, Mr. Because I gave you two options. She was just asking for Mr. your badge Brooks, number I'm at first. I'm asking for your badge number, and I wasn't clear on why you weren't giving me your badge number. Sir, you don't have to. Sir, you do not have to hold her like that. Oh, my God. Sir, you do not have sir, to wag her like Mr. that. Brooks, I'm, ask, I'm telling you. 
Brooks. Sir, sir, you do not have to grab her like that. I'm going to sign the ticket, Mr. Brooks. I'm going to sign the ticket. Why am I being arrested? Can you please tell me why I'm being arrested? Sir. Oh my God. I'm so scared. My God, please, in the name of Jesus, please, God, in the name. Why am I being arrested, Mr. Brooks? I'm going to sign the ticket. Mr. Brooks, why am I being arrested? Why am I being arrested? I don't understand why I'm being arrested. Can you please tell me why I'm being arrested? Turn around and put your hands behind you. Can you tell me why I'm being arrested? I have the right. Do not tase her. Sir, do not tase her. Oh my God. Do not tase her. Do not tase her. Do not tase her. What are you tasing her for? I don't tase her. Why are you pulling it out? This is she is not complying. What are you doing? So that's the clip that came out that we all seen first. Trigger warning, everybody. Trigger warning. Yeah. The video might trigger you. This conversation might trigger you. If it gets too triggering, Fuck with us on Patreon. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so when this, when this video came out, all you see is the woman say, I'm about to sign a ticket. I'm about to sign a ticket. And dude, like, that's too late. Officer, like, too late. Her man is like, yo, why you holding her arm like that? That's all you see. You don't know what happened before. She throw him on, he throw her on the ground. She getting locked up. It's just like a quick minute. Mm-hmm. APD comes out and release the entire video. Well, well, give me a timeline before that because when it hit the social media stuff, I, we we recorded Cree podcast. So I remember Cree talking about it. I remember my girl seeing it. You, excuse me, you showing it to me, me seeing it. And the first thing I said was, I watched it twice. You're like, something I, happened. Well, yeah, I said something happened and I got to see the full body cam. Now, I'm not justifying the use of force, but for it, for the ticket to be on the hood and for her to get to there, what happened? I just want to see the body cam. So, so, so here's my take on it. I've been seeing everybody uh, uh, put takes on it. So let me start with the police. Step yeah, one. And are you talking about from the clip or are you talking about from the full body cam? From the full, so from the full body cam. So me and APD, just to, for y'all, to, there was a clip that was put out. And it wasn't, I don't think that clip was maliciously put out. If you watch the full body cam, it was no reason for him to record before that situation happened. Yeah. So he started recording when the action popped off. So it, <laughs> he didn't have no reason. So I don't think you know how they be trying to say you edit it and you only show one side. Like you can't get stupid. Yeah. Because nigga, you know, <laughs> I'm so petty. As soon as I signed it, I see my girl didn't want to sign it. I'm recording her. To show her, like, you see so, what happened. You know? So let, let's let's get to it. So for one, for those that watch the video, I, I suggest you watch the APD video. Yeah, watch the APD video. This is a classic, 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 classic case of over policing in our communities. Are you think it's over policing? Yes. Let me tell you why. You pull up to the park. You see it's out of town stag. You even said it. I don't know if y'all not yeah, from around it. here. Uh-huh. Uh but parts are closed. Ran the IDs. And it's signed and it signs posted all around the park. So once the IDs show up back clean, let the motherfucker go. Alright, so stop right there. So Well no, keep, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Once the IDs show up clean, let their ass go. They ain't it ain't like you caught them out there smoking. 
It ain't like you caught him out there with loud music. Oh, no, no. And, that, and that's a good note, too, because he didn't catch him smoking and he didn't smell no marijuana. Because yeah. I watched the whole, whole tape. Yeah, yeah, me One too. One of the other cops asked him, like, did you smell any weed or anything? What? He was like, nah. No. So, you didn't catch him smoking. But he didn't also didn't even search the car. So he wouldn't. You, you didn't catch him smoking. You didn't catch him fucking. You didn't catch him with loud music. You literally caught them talking in the car. So over policing is giving them a ticket. I don't give a fuck what you do. That's you literally, if if your job is to serve and protect, hey, you know what? I'm here to serve the community and uphold the rules that we put in for this part, but I'm going to protect you by telling you this is what the rules are. I'm going to let you go. Your ID's clean. You ride. Perfect world. That's what's supposed to happen. But let me tell people, we can't, we got to stop getting mad at police officers doing what police officers are supposed to do. And, and see, that's what I was about to ask you because I saw a post. I wanted to make sure I said it the right way. Tamika Mallory put up, just because you can arrest a person doesn't mean you should. But the the, the issue with that statement is, and I think that's the sentiment we all had. Like you just said, yeah. you you ran the ID. We gotta get. We gotta quit being surprised at police being police. And that's what I'm and saying. And they're not. They're not. The serving protect is propaganda. They're there to arrest. And and, and, and that's what I'm saying. Just because you can. Just because you can't get arrested doesn't mean you should. No, if you can't get arrested, you should be prepared to be arrested because I, I'll let you finish now. I'll take my time. Yeah, so like, so this goes for y'all being too friendly with these police. Y'all being too friendly, like, and, and I say it on camera, like, I do not believe in good police. There's no such thing. There are good people that purposely take a bad job. From the history and the creation of what the police is, it's always been bad for us. So there cannot be a good police officer. There's a good person who purposely took a bad job. And you can't change it from the inside because any cop that was a good cop is either fired or dead. Literally, you can't you can't do it. The system's not going to allow you. So when we get in surprise, that's why you should be on full alert. As soon as the police officer come up as uh, especially a black person, your job is how do I get out of this alive? Because this whole design, this whole system that he works for is prepared for you to be killed and him to get away with it. Yeah, and I, I understand that. But and I take it back to the situation, right? The issue is if I if I had to sum up the issue, right? We talked about this on the podcast. What does it look like to protect black women? So I'm going right now. I'm just on the cop. I'm going. There. Okay. Well, let me, go, so let me go back to the cop. Then. I'm going to give my take on the cop. Then. I feel like we've all been accosted by cops and we all know about the, the inner we've all been stopped by the police. Right. And you all felt energy from a cop. Mm-hmm. You felt some cops that walk up, smile and look like, Hey man, I pulled you over. Cause you ran that stop sign. I'm sitting right here. I just got to check it. Boom. Check everything good. All right, man. Boom. Have a good day. All right. You also got those cops that as soon as they walk up on you, or even if you out your car and it's person to person and they posture up and they give you, start giving you direct commands. As soon as he said that these direct commands and the last thing, and I, and I tell everybody this, I tell my girl this, I tell my kids, this, everybody is two things that police do to let you know if you're about to go further or they about to be chill. When police grab their vest, like this, they in chill mode. They ain't finna fuck with you. Yeah. But 
if they ask for your ID, be prepared for whatever come that. I mean, you finna get a citation. You finna whatever. Like if they stopped you for whatever and they pulled your ID, you're gonna get a citation. So be prepared. Last thing is, if you're going to do the, let me get your badge. Let me ask you questions type thing. First you, you, have all, to, you have to be prepared to be arrested. Know how to fuck to do that shit. But again, I'm standing on cop. But get, but get to. Get I'm to. standing on cop. Like, so when I'm saying the, this is where black and, people. But hold on, one second. My bad. Last thing too. The cop also said, if you listen to the thing, that's his patrol. He does this all day, every day. Yeah. That part every night. That's his thing. So I'll let you get to it because that that segues into some more shit to me because I was thinking. So. One, what you got to do as a officer, in my opinion, I mean, as a black person, when the officer pull up, I am now in survival mode. And that's what y'all got to realize. Whenever we are around police, you are automatically in survival mode. And what is survival? How do I get home? Not how do I be right? Not how do I show I read uh, uh, the law or not how do I... Uh, regurgitate what I saw on a white boy video when you won't roll down the window. Like, how do I survive and get home? And it's an unfortunate reality, but that's our reality of being black. You got too much data to show that. So that's why I'm gonna, I just, I just want to start it there. This was over policing from the beginning, but, but this is why I said, so I'm going to ask you though, but when you say over policing, that's his route. That's his part that he's been assigned to do. Over policing is, yes, that's your part. But bro, you don't heard all movie references and real life. Man, I don't feel like doing that paperwork. Like you really want to do a ticket. You want to do the paperwork on the ticket for somebody that you caught doing absolutely nothing in the park. Man, let the motherfuckers go. No, he's just a cop that has bought into the police culture. He bought into it. He bought into it. We are, it's our job to do exactly what the fuck we want to do. Fuck the people. But you know what? I got this from you, though. I got this saying from you. That people just be trying to keep their jobs. Nah, that, nah. That don't go for the police? Hell nah. Discretion is real as hell. No, no, no. Discretion is real, but what I'm saying, like, I guess the the part of the... Nothing threatens him if he got there and let them people go. Nah, what, what? I'm not, see... I, I'm wanting, I wouldn't say that because he has a body cam on. You don't know if he's at his quota for letting people go and he has to write that ticket. My whole thing is I I don't I don't agree with what you're saying because I've seen the whole video and I've been in situations the police is asked he he simply said, Let me get your ID, y'all was in the park after late, you're gonna get a ticket. That's that's just what happened. Now, hold, on, hold on. He didn't even search them. He didn't even search the car. He just asked for their ID, wrote two tickets. Asked old boy and to what sign I'm, the what tickets. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, they shouldn't have got tickets. They shouldn't have got tickets. Nah, that's that's a man. It, who knows? What, so what if the commander that night said, bro, so "Nobody like, goes. So, you got to get tickets." So, bro, but like, what, like, what was it? What if his boss said tonight? You know who his tickets? boss is? You know who his boss is? The chief? No, Andre Dickens, his boss. Andre, the mayor of Atlanta runs the police. The chief runs the police, and the uh, the mayor runs the chief. But the mayor. Is the overall the buck stop? The Atlanta Police Department is ran by the mayor. Literally, they do everything he's telling them to do. Let me make this statement right here. It says that we must. This is from Tamika Mallory. The uh, policing policy that gives tickets to people in the park is about quotas. Quotas equals equals capitalism. This flawed style of policing penalizes low 
level defenses in the form of summons to line city pockets and puts people in unnecessary contact with the law. Let's start there. That's what I'm saying. Let's start there. Like the issue for me is that that brother felt like he might have to write that ticket. And it, like you said, he probably could have let him go. He probably could not. I need to know from his boss, what's the protocol? Because if it came out that, Hey, we writing tickets to like, nobody's getting off today. Everybody's writing tickets. How does that call them? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like the officers, like you, like you said earlier, these people are just cogs in the wheel, like white, black, Hispanic, Asian, whoever you put in that. If that's his homeboy, is his homeboy getting the ticket? It might, he might, who knows? Come on, now. get out of here. I don't know. Get out of here. Like, hyperbole, hyperbole uh, 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 don't work in these situations. We, you have to go if, off a of fact. If we, the fact is, you have the discretion not to have to give the ticket. But what if you didn't have discretion? You don't know. Like, discretion is something you don't know. All right. So, one, Keith just trying to prove his point. So, what I'm telling you, Keith, after that, everything after that is her fault. I'm just saying, up until that point, this is when I say over policing is I might as well say okay. it's, it's police doing what police so, do. So let me say this last it's what part. Police, it's police doing what police do. Okay, boom. It's it's police doing what police so, do. So I don't think it's over. I think that's what police do. One, yeah. two, with tickets, see, I maybe if it was like, oh I'm gonna search y'all, I'm gonna do the fact that he just did that basic game of ticket, and we all live in the city of Atlanta. Even even shout out to Sabah, she brought it up like we all gotten tickets, been to the court. They throw it out, like yeah, throw it we, out. But we have went to we have went to court and didn't get through out and had to pay a fine. Mm. Or if I didn't have a fine, I had to go on probation. Like, or I'm missing work to go to court. Nobody has went to court on a convenient day. You right about that? Nobody. You right about that? So all of it is a penalty against poor people. See, and I guess the other part is y'all are expecting police to be ethical and moral. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I don't expect that from the police. So therefore, at root, you're wrong. The officer is wrong. You just proved my point. What you mean? Because you said we don't expect him to be ethical. So anything that's unethical or unmoral is wrong. No, it's not. If I'm not expecting that from you, there's no expectations. Nah, Expectation? So- no, no, no. Expectation has to be met. If I'm expecting you to bring home straight A's, if you bring home an F, you failed. But if I'm not expecting no grades from you and you bring home an F, it's just a grade. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, you still fail no. according to the uh, the grading scale. No, no, no. You you are right about that, but you said expectations. And my thing is, I don't expect no police to be ethical. So therefore, when they're when they're ethical, quote unquote, or non ethical, it's not right or wrong because I'm not expecting none of that. So, What's right or wrong from the police is: Did you do your job? Did you take the ID? Did I get my ticket? Was I able to leave? Yeah, all the all yeah. the basic questions. And what I'm I, saying is, your job is wrong. So you automatically wrong. What you mean the job is wrong? Your job wrong. As if if your job as an officer is, is to, to harass. That's not your job. Your job is to enforce the law. If somebody breaking the law, I'm writing him a ticket. That was his job. If you break the law, I'm writing you a ticket. That's my job. Period. So, did he did he do his job or not? He did. So again. That's you. You can take that bullshit and live with that. That's on you. Nah, what it's up? not bullshit. I'm not expecting no cops to be ethical or moral. If you walk in expecting a cop to be nice to you, you stupid as fuck. Like, why the fuck are you expecting a cop to be nice? What I am, what who, I am, who expects the cops to be nice? What, I, what I'm expecting... No, no. You the, expect the cops to be nice? No, what I'm okay, telling you... Okay, then that's what I'm saying. What, I, what I'm telling you is... Even ethical. If a cop can plant drugs on me, I'm going to expect him to do that shit. What I'm saying is, if you a quote-unquote black cop, and you supposed to be in this black city where we're Wakanda and all that shit. 
writing tickets over bullshit is bullshit. So that's just, we can agree to disagree. But moving on, once he got there and gave them the ticket, mm-hmm. he gave them the ticket. This is where she, this is where going back to sisters and your dude, in that moment, because women always talk about protection, right? And I've never, I've yet to have a great conversation with a woman about what is protection. Not for this generation. What what does that look like? And what I'm telling you is protection cannot be present absent of submission. Say that again. Say like that again. you, for, like you literally, you cannot be protected if you're not willing to be submissive to the person who's protecting you. Mm-hmm. And the best example I can give the most powerful person in the world, in the free world is the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. There are rules mm-hmm. that he has to live by from the secret service that work for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They are subordinates to him, but he has to follow their rules so they can protect him properly. That's a good he one. has to follow their lead so they can protect him properly. So immediately when that ticket came out, as a woman, if this is the man that you're saying that I want to be with, where uh, this the man that I'm dating, there has to be a level of trust. Well, you know, what? I'm gonna just follow your lead. It has to be an instinct. I'm following your lead and see how you moving. Mm-hmm. If especially if your lead is a reflection of my survival, you I know mean, what I'm saying? I, that that's the first one. The second thing for me is, and, and me and my shorty watched this video together, and she noticed this. That if her mindset was already on the, I'm going to ask this cop, please. Because like, she, she knew she was going to do that, right? Like she did it immediately. But So if you knew you was going to do all that, right? And that was your mindset. And your man, because they, so to, to paint the picture, if you haven't seen the video, they were by the car. They handed the cops the ID, went back by the car together. He calls the brother over. Now, we've all know, and, and we all know in high intense situations, especially if you're in a, if you're in a couple, the police call one person over, you both need to go over to watch that person's back, right? She was already off cold once she didn't even come over to hear the initial conversation with the with the police. Yeah. You should have pulled your phone out right then and then. Like if it was all supposed to be she all could of have. that, she just, was, she just wasn't on cold. She wasn't submissive. She wasn't on cold. Once I saw that he signed the ticket and she didn't walk over there with him, I was like, that was the crux. And... I'm not even so I can I'm just talking about me in the situation, right? So for me, I'm signing the ticket. Just because especially in Atlanta, because yeah. I'm gonna get that shit through out anyway. That but that I know everybody not gonna look at this shit the for, way I'm for, gonna look at for it. For a closed park ticket and the and the police didn't search my car on me, I'm signing the ticket, we out. That's why he keep talking about the search the car. <laughs> Well, in, no, in, in, in Atlanta, I don't got no weed on me. So. I went to trip in Atlanta; it's decriminalized. But that, but even that though, they, they didn't search the car at all. Like, see, people don't realize. I've been in a lot of police situations. Atlanta police is rare on that. They are one of the police departments that they don't do a lot of searches. A lot initially, like they only start getting into the searching once this shit happens the way it happens right here. Once they, hey, I'm trying to be cool, and they still didn't search after. They, like because it was his car, they didn't. Even, Cause they were like, "Are we towing it?" They let him go. Yeah, they just let him ride. So 
the the dude signed it. He he even asked a question. He was like he was like what's he said. He said, I got to sign that? He said, well, you don't have to sign it. You go to jail. Logic kicked in, signed the ticket, and it's done. So it went until the sister came over there. And then she was like, what's your badge number? Like she li- And then first of all, this is why I know she was on stupid shit. That motherfucker ran to her car. You don't run to you your don't car. You run to your car like that. You do not you, do you that. You don't run to your car. Just and just gra- start grabbing shit. So that, that's what let me know the police officer at least chill. He was chill because he, he just seemed like an asshole. Like he yeah, just he seemed was, like he was chill, but he's an asshole. I'm not letting you slide on tickets. Yeah, like he was, he was an asshole. Like but you can't he wasn't in the on park? no super hyper aggressive shit. Because if you any situation with with a regular person, if you ask a person to do something you don't they don't like, they're like, hold on, and they literally just run to the car. You start what the you start backing up. That's you start what let, your pocket. That's what let me know. Like, all right. Yo, you tripping? Like he ain't, he ain't reach for his gun. Did you see? Did you see your boy look at her when she ran off to grab like the nigga that she was with? Yeah. He looking like what the fuck? Like yeah. what are you grabbing? She like what's your back? And then it's like, bitch, can you write? That nigga said it a hundred times. Well, the, the the other issue for me is if anybody ever got <laughs> that long ass passcode. Well, the fuck up thing was if anybody's ever gotten a ticket, all the police officer information is on the ticket. You know, it's all it's all on the it's, it's all on the ticket. And if it's not on the ticket, that's even more reason for them to throw your shit out. So like, all this shit's there. He said the name three times, said the badge number twice. Like, even to the point where you knew his name. <laughs> we know you know your name, cause. So she said, "Yeah, I need your." So first of all, most people don't even know what to do with the badge number. Yeah. Most people, I would argue, ninety eight percent have never filed a complaint against a police officer. You don't even know where to start. And normally you only ask for the badge number after you both know they did some fuck shit kind of thing. Like it's like if the police did that and said something like, oh y'all out here, you out here with this thick ass motherfucker or something like that. Oh, what's your badge number, sir? You know, that's some shit that he oh, uh, I remember once I got pulled over and uh, it was two white cops in Alpharetta and they were uh, searching, they searched my car Cause they said they smelled something. Now, this is the one time I didn't have nothing, y'all. So luckily, not that ass, so luckily they searched the car, cause they said the dog went off, so they searched the car, boom, went nothing in it. So they about to give me the ticket for the seatbelt. Then one of the cops saw all had all these books in my back seat. It was like theory of personality. People see my library, y'all seen the pictures. So the white dude said, Oh, yeah, these books, what school you went to? I was like Fort Valley. He was like, Oh, I went to Valdosta. We used to kill y'all in football. I said, yeah, like every every fucking year. So I'm he writing the ticket. Yeah, I didn't think somebody from Fort Valley would read these kind of books. I said, I said, what's that supposed to be? Oh no, no, I mean then. I said, that's cool. Let me get your badge number. You know what, man? Don't even worry about this ticket. Just 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 go ahead and have a good day. Now my aunt said I should have took the ticket and you know, but this is before I knew. But the badge number trick only worked when they there's don't fuck get shit. Wrong. Yeah, there's fuck shit going on everywhere. Like Oh, you doing Mr. Bad? Like he could have asked for the badge number once they get all physical and shit. and might have did something different, but that initial let me get your badge number. Then I'm I'm really trying to figure out if your man signed it, why wouldn't you sign it? Because you just like you, why wouldn't you sign it? You hard headed, and your values don't line up. <laughs> that man value was to go home. Your Back value to the was article. To, your value was to be right. <laughs> 
That's why that man's single. That's why he gonna be single for a long period of time because his values ain't matching up. Like, so what I'm saying is like to that sister, like you got like I watched it with my, I, I watched it like with several people, and I'm like, what would you do in this situation? What would you do? And everybody like, nah, my man signed that. I'm, I'm just gonna sign it. Every woman I know, if my man signed it, I'm signing. Now, if the man would have been a little turned, they might have been. But no, my show, my show just said I wouldn't even let you get turned. I would have signed the ticket and made you. And the but other thing is, home. so 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 let me let me also let me also push a little too, because the brother, you should have made her do it, bro. Like because I know, yeah, he was a little weak. Yeah, he was a little weak. Because now I do understand when there's some arguments going on, you don't want to lose position with the police. Because my biggest thing I hate when I'm about to turn up or I'm turning up, calm down. Keep, don't tell me the fucking con. Now I look crazy. Now I look crazy. Yeah. Cause this person did some shit to me. Now I look crazy. You tell me to calm down. But in that situation, that brother, as soon as she said, what's your badge number? The brother said, like, come on, Shawty, sign this ticket so we can go. Sign this ticket so we can go. I would have made that statement. Let her cuss me out in the car versus all that shit. Because his demeanor, buddy's demeanor really was, if you don't sign this ticket, I'm going to take you to jail. And it was take you to jail on something. If you just put your hands behind your back, I'm going to take you to jail. So once I signed the ticket, I would have looked at my girl. I would have handed her the pen. Like, here's the pen. It's in your hand. Sign the ticket. But and and I, that's what men got to got named. Yeah. Men got to do a better job of shutting down that dumb shit. That's, I mean, right now, this is just dumb shit with the police. But that dumb shit, period. If you're in public and your girl just on that dumb shit. That could have went any way. In, if she's that type. She's also the type. Uh-uh. I'm arrested. telling trail. <laughs> exactly. Hey, look, you know, the only time I want my woman to add dumb is if I need my refund at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I mean, like, it, now, the rest of the video. It... The rest of the video, I'm just going to be real. You know, it's unfortunate since it got locked up, like, you th- like when he threw her on the ground. But let me ask you a question: Could you tell that even in the physicality, he was being restrained? Because he was a big dude. He hey, I mean, yeah, he could have slammed Shawty. He, he, he like, could have hurt the arm. He could have. He could have. Like he really. Like she was being like the when she when she did get threw on the ground. A lot of that is her throwing her body. Well, like, she's an actress by trade, actress and producer by yeah, trade. Yeah, so. she is, and, and she's a healer. And. Dang. And I know one thing about the police. And she fine. Let me just put, let me just put that. I found the Instagram. <laughs> hey, hey, look, that video did nothing for her. Oh no, it didn't. It didn't. That video I, saw, did. I saw the IG. I was like, yeah, she was. like if she would have looked more like a IG, I was that officer. I would have led the protest. That way I, that's why y'all fuck with the podcast, man. Hey, look, stand up, stand up, stand hey, look, up. I would, I, <laughs> hey, I would have protected that black woman. <laughs> like, she uh, was in between on the, on the, when she kicked with the park. She was in between. But one thing I know about the police, you know what? You know one thing police hate even more than not obeying the command is when you do this move and get up out the cuffs. Because <laughs> she did that move. And got up on the coast the first time, and that's what made him grab her ass. She was like, (laughs) When he put that taser out, she said, No, don't taser me. I was like, Oh man, please. I know she had to sleep, but please, bro, don't do it. Well, 
and, and, and speaking to the demeanor of the cop, that's how you knew his demeanor because he even pulled it out and was like, I'm just going to this. Yeah, it, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he just pulled. But I told my girl, it was a lot of things in that situation. I, I hate, I hate when you got to give cops a little bail, but based on his demeanor, I could even tell she was just putting her hands behind her back and sat in the back of the car seat. Buddy probably could have talked the police out of taking him all the way to jail. Because he called for all the back. He wasn't taking it straight. He was doing a do to do deal. It could I, I think that situation really would have been de escalated if two things, if Shawty would have just signed the ticket with her man and go and if the man would have told her to sign that ticket. Like yeah, I men, think- you have to be able to listen, it's gonna cause turmoil, it's gonna cause disgruntledness. It's going to be a fight, whatever, because you said women don't like niggas that say shit. So whatever. Say the shit so y'all can get back home. I don't disagree with the statement that black women are uh, underprotected. That's a real statement. But I don't like when these situations are used to reflect that statement or support that statement. I mean, that statement is true, but the statement goes because... Of black women are doing what that black woman did. Like you're not protected because the Secret Service can't protect you. I'm I listen. I'm telling you, your code name is Parliament, and you keep trying to say your code name is whatever you want to choose. I'm sorry, ma'am. I need you to follow the protocol. Now, I need you to follow the protocol. I think, I think we got a lot of those. I think we have a lot of unjustly situations where women are just they are unprotected. Yeah. Now, in vulnerable, yes, yeah, vulnerable, vul- yeah, vulnerable, yeah. but like. Um, I don't like when those women stories are being colluded and uh, collaborated with shit like this. Cause this, this ain't that. I don't think she was unprotected. I think she was just unwise. I think she was very unwise in the situation. And no, I, I will say she was unprotected because the brother didn't protect her. The brother didn't have her sign that ticket. The brother, okay. The brother, like that. I, I take that. That I, was because I always put everything as a man. Yeah, like I tell was. people, like as a man, even arguments if I'm in a relationship that shit on me it's always I can shut that shit down if I want to I mm. can I can turn I, it up I know how to turn it up I know how to turn it down yeah. I know how to keep it going I know how to stop it I know how to start it as the man like I really control all of this shit and if you don't look at that as a man if you look at that situation with your woman like oh she was out of control and that you, and, you, and that's why I said she was unprotected because that brother Cause see, at first I was thinking the whole time the only way I wasn't going to blame the brother is if she had got approached with signing the ticket first. But once I saw the body cam and I saw that he signed the ticket first, and then bro, there's no reason why your lady shouldn't have signed that ticket. Even when she went and got what's your badge number? Get to the car. Look, I got his information, Charlie. Signed that ticket. Cause he wasn't even saying it. Like I took a screenshot. I didn't. That's what I'm saying. But what I like, but you had everything to say once she got a handcuff. I mean, you should have been talking. You talking to the officer? You should have been talking to your girl. But that's what we're saying is because the reason why I hate that unprotected black women quote is because they always take it from the Malcolm X quote and they never finish it. They never finish it. Malcolm X said, "Our women, our women." The women that's part of the nation, meaning that you are under some tutelage, meaning that you're under some security. Listen, my women, it's my sister, my girl, my daughter. My women include your sister and your mama if they with me and it's just me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I know the way that they're raised. If something about to pop off, hey, hey, Miss Paulette, come to the side. She ain't gonna say, What you talking about? She gonna move to the side. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. These are women who know how to be protected. You know what I mean? So women. 
If you want to be protected, you got to submit to the protection. Submit to the protection. Finish the statement. Don't just say, oh, Keith said submit. Submit to the protection. Submit to the protection. If he ain't protecting you, if if the submission does not lead to protection or provision, don't do it. But if it does, do it, man. So like so it's unfortunate and I and I hate it being on police officer side on the situation, but I mean, like I said, I like with the expectation, I'm not on their side because at the end of the day, like so the 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 higher part of the conversation, back to what I was saying with Tamika Mallory said, the higher level, the quotas, mm-hmm. the t- like now we gotta like us as people, these are times where we gotta quit being reactive and be proactive. Right. You know, like now, okay, this all happened. Let's be proactive. Let's actually see what does the city what is is there a quota on tickets in the city? Now, if there's a quota, automatically that should be stopped. Shouldn't be no quotas to police departments. Right. What are the quotas for? Aren't you getting paid with taxpayer money? What you need fine money for? We don't defund the police. Biden won't even defund the police. Right. So you have funding. He said use the COVID-19 money. So you have plenty of money. So what's the quota? Now, if you tell me there's no quota, okay, then so who's setting the quota? Oh, the chief? Oh, the command officer? Like, the shit can roll down here. Mr. Brooks, let's see. Let's pull his all his body cam. Is this a normal thing? Or is this a, a, a singled, singled out thing? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, there are things, there's citizen review board. There are things you can do to be proactive. But the issue for me is we have politicians that we vote for that are supposed to be down for us and say all these things. But when the shit hit the fan, listen, we, I know we ride with Andre, but he has, he should make a statement on this. On top of. The, I'm going to did it. I haven't seen, I saw the one when the body cam came out from the actual Atlanta Police Department. But I haven't heard anything from him. Um, and to me, this is just this just came off of the heels of that black business, uh, well, the nuisance law, but they said it was attacking black businesses. And then off of the heels of changing his mind off of the uh, jail. They're supposed to turn the jail into a community center for the homeless and services and all that. And now they're about to turn it right back to the jail. So do these tickets that Mr. Brooks wrote, do that, does that correlate to this new jail that's about to be open? Like... D- like let's find out because if it is and it does, then we got to hold the mayor accountable. Nah, see, so I feel a couple of ways. I know we weren't even going there, but like, no, I'm I, saying like all of it is like, how do I know it's not in conjunction if I'm being a proactive citizen on something? Right, like I know, I I know a lot of it is, but you know, on that jail thing, um, the way this shit going, we need all the room we can get. Goddamn, how what's going? <laughs> Where these boys out here wilding out? Now nah, I need them beds. Lock I them told y'all. Up. I told y'all who followed it is. It ain't, it ain't these boys. Is these got their Hispanic gangs? Is these triads? These Asian gangs? Like ain't nobody broke. Ain't nobody shutting them shits down. Who these niggas broke as fuck? They can't afford them guns. Lock them up too. But yeah, they're not. I, though. I, I'm saying they're not getting to them. They're not getting to them quick enough. They're not getting to them. Them boys. Them boys is not bringing them guns in. Them boys is not from Mexico. Like. That's true. These niggas is bringing them guns in. These boys don't have storefront businesses. They don't have big open businesses all up in Gwinnett where you don't even know what fucking building it is, but it's owned by a bunch of Asians. You don't know what they're selling in there. Ain't nobody raiding them buildings. Ain't nobody saying nothing about that. Yeah, they got, um, that's Gwinnett, but that's a whole nother thing. But it trickled down, and but that's what I'm saying. And, and that's what, it goes back to what I asked Derek on uh, Creed's podcast. Like, where's the proactiveness in Atlanta Metro to, like, have a coalition? 
Because you know them niggas is running all over the place. They do it all the time. They catch niggas in Paulding County for some shit that happened in Clayton County. Like, what? these niggas be all, they are all over the place. But, you know my answer. Just cut the check. Just give us some reparations and it's all about this. We'll solve our own shit. We'll solve our own shit, man. We'll solve our own shit. Man, I also want to say, man, Ja Rule, he should have protected uh, Ashanti. Well, he, he, he did. Call Herb out. He, he like he stopped in the middle of the interview. Like that's because Herb made a statement during the interview. Like, all right, lady, when I say bitch, I'm just speaking because that's how I talk. I'm not calling women bitches, but you know, but Jaw couldn't have did nothing because Herb is in a position of power. I listen. I, it, it's getting deeper with that to me now because now I'm looking at. I already felt the way. Because of the whole Diddy situation and what we knew Diddy did with the publishing and then now he wants to be loved, whatever. But then to find out, damn, Herb did it too. Like who like who who else did we see careers get stifled that we were like, damn, that nigga probably should have been, been on top. On top, but they stifled him, you know what I'm saying? We we've all heard the Jay Z rumors like how he'll stifle young like next week and man, back in the day, you know what I'm saying? In the comments, man, if you're a sister, man, you wanna come on here and talk about Protection, dating, like next week I'm bringing. I, 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 matter of fact, I know who I'm coming on. But if you want to come on, if you got something to say, there's a link in the uh, show notes. Uh, the speak, what do they call it? Speak pipe. Speak pipe. We want to hear from you. Just click. Just click the link. Yeah. What is your? What does protection look like for you for the sisters? I want to know. Uh, we always talk about protecting black women and how much it's not being done. And I can agree on so many levels. But what does protection look like? Now, can I can I get stupid? Yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if this nigga been talking to her for a while and she stayed doing this shit? And this was the one time why he didn't say shit. <laughs> Could if I fucking never listen? <laughs> hey, look, I was thinking, I was thinking. I was thinking, what? I'm sorry, y'all. But I was just thinking about that shit. Like, I could, I done been out with some hard head shoulders in, in that this, situation. This the time. And I done signed the ticket. I'm looking at her like, girl, sign this ticket. You know what? I ain't going to say shit. I ain't going to say shit. Hey, look. <laughs> so, my like, bad brother, if that's what happened, call us call us up and let us know that if, she been hard headed. If the, if the roles were reversed, because at the end, she was like, give him my phone. Here go my passcode. <laughs> dang, dang, dang. No. Dang, dang. <laughs> If the roles reversed, if she like, give me your phone, I can call somebody for you. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. <laughs> hey, look, that's all. I'm like, oh, they can't. I like she clean living, boy. Man, I'm so mad. I don't have that clip, bro. It was a real life clip of a nigga getting locked up, telling his homeboy, like, bro, keep that phone, like. She gonna come get my shit, but you keep my phone, bro. Don't let her take my phone from you, bro. Don't let her. Like, this nigga is in handcuffs getting, bro, do not let her take my phone, bro. Do not let her take my phone. Bro, I'm like, damn, I can't find that clip. I gotta find that clip and send it to you. Hey, and that's how niggas <laughs> do not let her take my phone. just throw shit nigga on the ground. Nigga took that shit to the lockup. Stomp on that shit. Hey. The police like, you want her you want me to give her your phone? Nah, 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 bro. Just, just hold on to Look, 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 give her the phone and she walk over. You okay, babe? <laughs> but he said, face, boy. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, look. I, I know for me, I ain't, I ain't giving my shit up. I'm breaking Dang. my shit. 
You see that one me that was like through the cracks, man. I was telling you, I done broke a phone before. You see that one with old boy? He was like, she woke up. Where your phone? Where, where my phone at? Oh yeah, you, oh yeah, you oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, you I swallowed. I, 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 I popped the thing out though. That bitch said she swallowed and got the phone. Hey, hey, look, then it was what man? What's so funny, man? You seen the one where the dude took the girl phone and uh, he jumped across the railroad and is in the subway. Oh no! They put the clip together like some of the nigga that hopped from the subway to the top of the uh, no, building. No, not oh. him. This was actually a real thing. Like, oh, oh shit! The girl, she's like, "Give me my phone." You always know, man. When that girl start got there about to fight your ass for that shit, that nigga got they took the phone and he ran and he oh. jumped over the uh, railroad. So he was on the other side just reading all that shit, bro. Nah, I seen the one where he did that as a prank and ran out the house and she was in the shower and Shorty ran out. Ran out with the towel all still, like, give me my phone, man. Yeah, this shit funny. Hey, man. Hey, that's the test. That's a new prank. Take your girl phone. See, I ain't do it. I just want it done back to me. Nah, you know, me me and my girl clean living, man. My girl, we had to leave her phone all over the damn place, man. That motherfucker. We don't give a fuck about that phone. Hey. And we back. And we're all the way back. But, um, yeah, man. So, look, man, we got to, brothers, as men, we got to, and shout out to the Black Man Lab. They uh they've been going hard. They got a lot of stuff. They actually about to bring back the uh the Afterflow podcast. So, you know, we're gonna talk about that, y'all. We're gonna be doing a podcast soon. I miss that, miss that. I miss it too. But um as men, what we gotta do is just, you know, control the narrative. All of these narratives. That sixty two percent of men alone we not long I don't I ain't met a brother that's been lonely in a long time. I know like, some. I, been, I know some brothers that are alone. That don't mean they lonely, right? You know I ain't. I ain't met. I know when you were younger, you could find a nigga that couldn't get no girl. I ain't met a nigga that couldn't get a girl in a long time. Yeah, ni- uh, look, n- niggas will come down and fuck with a five on phone if they know. <laughs> what do you accept the reality Damn. of? Yeah, I'm gonna set the reality of uh, my bargaining chips. <laughs> Wait, look, do what I can get. So <laughs> barely get out. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey man, brothers, we got control the narrative. Sisters, y'all gotta, you know, y'all gotta make a decision. Listen, <laughs> yeah, I gotta listen and realize this shit ain't gonna be perfect. You ain't gonna get what you want. Yeah, no relationship is perfect. Stop reading these articles from. White men is paying the shade room to post it because that shit ain't had nothing to do with y'all. You just need to simply be happy. You got picked. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> hey, we said every week, man, we love y'all. We need y'all. And most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Jess Eldridge Podcast. Just a pastime. City with T.I. Outcasts and ooh-wee. Everybody know about Atlanta. It's just a cool G. Everybody know about the scammers, about the trappers, and what we living now. It's just that lifestyle. Turn on my podcast. I'm trying to hit it real now. Hear perspective. We want to keep it real now. Every day we on the grind. Sometimes it's hard to tune out the outside. Podcast. 
Tuning on the podcast, yeah. Real things, you know we gon' last, yeah. Kick it back, kick it back, kick it back.